Welcome to the Canadian SME Podcast, a podcast for Canadian small businesses. We interview Canadian experts and entrepreneurs to provide expert insight into marketing, innovation, business leadership, technology, and trends that impact small business. Our mission is to empower Canadian small and medium enterprise to help you grow your business. The real estate industry has undergone many challenges during the pandemic era, which is not bad at all. It's allowed the industry to pivot and be open to change that it's traditionally be somewhat resistant to. As with the rest of the world, the real estate industry is pivoting digitally. Property-related technology has accelerated by a decade during the pandemic to provide solutions to ensure business continuity. Please join me in welcoming Rick Haas, co-founder and president of Salefish, a real estate sales software solution with more than 15 years of industry experience processing over $55 billion in worldwide real estate transactions to date. Rick started his company in 2004 with Rob Nicolucci. Both are entrepreneurs with backgrounds in architecture and design. Rick understands the complexities of the development business, the ever-changing challenges, and the need for efficiency at every turn. His insight and the expertise of the entire team is leading a sea change in the prop tech sector. In this podcast, Rick discussed how the real estate industry is pivoting and opening to change that it's traditionally been resistant to, what buyers can expect from this digital shift, and how sales fishes technology is paving the way for addressing any cybersecurity concerns. Hi, Rick. Welcome to the Canadian SME Small Business Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for asking. Now, Rick, Good. you are the co-founder of Salesfish, and Salesfish has been a leader in the Canadian property tech industry. Salesfish is a real estate, uh, real estate sales uh, software solution with more than 15 years of experience, industry experience. Now processing over 55 billion in worldwide real estate transactions to date. Um, what was the inspiration behind the launch of Salesfish, and how is your firm helping real estate agents to its uh, digital tools? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, no thanks for doing such a great introduction. Now I, I, I can leave a bunch of stuff out of here, which is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so the inspiration really started um, at the very beginning with my partner and I about making things simpler. And um, Sailfish came out of a residential architectural firm called RN Design. And, you know, the initial idea that we had was about trying to make the selling process easier. And so just a really little bit of context to it, you know, from an architectural point of view, RN Design would give sales companies um, a matrix and it would tell the sales companies what it was that they could sell on a particular lot. And that was called the the um, the siting analysis. Mm -hmm. And, and it's strictly off the beginning, it was just based on what would fit on a lot, um, which was pretty straightforward. But the problem was that as soon as a house got sold, another set of regulations kicked in, which were called architectural control rules. Right. And what they would do is they would limit based on what was just sold, what could be sold on adjacent lots or across the street or, or so on. Mm -hmm. And so the challenge instantly became for salespeople, once something was sold, well, what can now be sold on, on the other lots? Because there was up to 30 different rules and they right. compounded and it got complicated. And so we took a very complicated um, uh, situation and we, we, we came up with a software solution for it and we made it simpler for people to sell um, by removing all kinds of steps and layers and um, eliminating mistakes and so on. And that, that philosophy about wanting to make things simpler is really what stuck with us and really um, is what put us on the path for, to become a software company because originally it was still architecture, it was still architectural company. 
Um, right. And we could have never imagined we were going to end up where we ended up, but but that's that's kind of where it all started from. That's amazing. Now, you mentioned that you started Sailfish with Rob in 2004. Yeah. And since then, your firm has successfully helped real estate agents as a software solution provider. You've just like, you know, simplified all these steps and, you know, and the layers and the process. So yep. how do you define like what's uh, entrepreneurship to you? That's 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 really, really kind of an interesting question. Yeah, defining entrepreneurship is uh, it, it's, it's a really kind of difficult question. I think being entrepreneur is about creating uh, something that has value to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and from our point of view, being a software company, I mean, we created a, a product, we created right. a solution. And the very fact that we have customers and um, you know, even global customers, we have customers in Turkey and in Australia, proves that really um, we've created something. You know, but on the other hand, there's other people out there who don't create products. Um, they, they go out and they, they, they create a business you know, they, they, they put up a sign um, and they put themselves out there to either, you know, succeed or fail. And um, I think that's really what entrepreneurs do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put themselves out there to create something that has value to other people. That's what absolutely. entrepreneurship is. Absolutely. And they take all the risk that there is. In our yeah, absolutely. Discovers. Absolutely. And, and sometimes there's some pretty big, some pretty big risks. It is. <laughs> now, yeah. according to the recent uh, PwC's Emerging Trends in the Real Estate uh, 2021 report, uh, property-related technology has accelerated by a decade during the pandemic to provide solutions to ensure business continuity. Can you share a few thoughts on this shift and what buyers can expect from this digital shift? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so I've, I've, I've read the, the PwC report. Um, I think I see it a little bit differently from a software company's perspective. I, I don't feel like software itself has accelerated by a decade. You know, it's not like we woke up um, last March and decided, you know, we have to go faster. We have to create better. We have to do more. Um, And and similarly, I don't think other people decided they want to get into the software industry thinking that all of a sudden they were going to have some kind of a leg up because of what was going on. Um, so, So it's a little bit different from our perspective, but the one thing that I think has really, really accelerated um, is the adoption of, of software technology. COVID really forced people to take on things that they had never taken on before. Uh, mm-hmm. Zoom, for example, is the most basic of basic of um, scenarios. No, but luckily for us, we had a very mature product. Um, it was something that because we'd been around for more than 10 years already, we, we were able to adapt and uh, move forward pretty quickly from it. So I think that's kind of one of, one of the important features for us. Um, but you know, in terms of, uh, what people can expect buyers and sellers kind of going forward, you know, currently sellers really like sales environments. They are, they, they love to be out there. They love to do those things. They love to be with people. It makes them really uh, good at what they do. Um, and a lot of buyers actually really like that too. They like to go to sales offices and they like the hustle and bustle and they like to touch everything and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think once things are safe, and people are allowed to go back to sales offices. I think people will go back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no question about that. But the one thing that the pandemic has really done is it's proven that selling online can be done um, from both a software perspective and also from a philosophical perspective. Um, people are willing to engage like that buyers wise and, and sellers are actually, are, are actually able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really see that selling online will be a tool going forward. Um, you know, even when sales offices reopen and, um, you know, like transaction software like ours, 
um, is still going to be a great fit. And I like to put it like this. It's like, it's going to be another tool belt in a salesperson's, you know, tool belt, another tool in their tool belt to be able to uh, transact real estate. Absolutely. I, I see like people and businesses, both are finding new ways to adapt to the new normal. Observing the hectic situation in the world right now, Rick, uh, 64% of global real estate executives said that they were concerned about cyber threats, making cybersecurity one of the key opportunities and elements to this digital shift. How is Salesfish technology paving the way for addressing any cybersecurity concerns? It's really interesting, actually. We did a, a survey ourselves, uh, which just concluded at the um, end of February, and the numbers that we found from our customers was were actually completely aligned with the 64% of people who were concerned with uh, cybersecurity. And in fact, the PwC report also um, makes highlight of cybersecurity and points it out as being a really big threat to the residential or sorry, the real estate industry. Um, the way that we're paving the way is that we're leading by example. Uh, we're the only real estate transaction software that's certified by the only Canadian standard for cybersecurity. Okay. Um, and, and so that's, that's a significant step forward. And the other thing that we're trying to do is we're trying to bring awareness forward. Um, this is a great opportunity for us to talk about cybersecurity again, which is great. Um, I get an opportunity to do it again uh, later this month with um, the Buzz Conference. So um, it's really our goal to try and have people understand that. Yes, cybersecurity is, is just, it's really completely misunderstood. Um, you know, luckily for our customers, we take responsibility for their data mm-hmm. and for that security. Um, but they're still they're still vulnerable from from their own perspective. You know, their own policies and procedures, because a big thing about um, cybersecurity really is is that it's it's not just about the the switches and the dials and these types of um, mechanical ways to protect data like encryption, which is primarily the most commonly known one, but it's really about the policies and procedures of the staff that you have so that they understand how to treat data, how Mm -hmm. to, you know, manage devices, which are, 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 are ongoingly being compromised now. So that's where the awareness really has to happen. And people have to kind of come to understand that. Absolutely. Now, Rick, you know how business leaders and aspiring entrepreneurs, like how, what do you think, how can they bounce back from uncertainty and run their businesses under these challenging circumstances? Yeah. So, I mean, I I think that um, the biggest thing is uh, customer habits are shifting. Mm -hmm. Um, And regardless of what industry you're in, you need to analyze uh, your service or your product and um, you have to make adjustments to meet your customers' requirements. Um, it's, right. it's absolutely key. It's, it's not only key during these times, but it's key just as, as fundamental good, um, good business practice. And I mean, I, I don't know about, I love to cook. So I'll, I'll give you an analogy from outside our industry, if you don't mind. Is, is that cool? We, we can do that, that is cool. Absolutely. <laughs> give it a try. <laughs> yeah, so so um, I love to cook, like you said. And um, there was an episode on on, um, on on the Food Network restaurant Impossible, and and that guy goes around and he he fixes up people's restaurants for them. I don't know if you mm-hmm. you know that or not. Um, and so he he helped fix a restaurant. They were doing great. Uh, he got a call back that during COVID they weren't they weren't doing well. And so he went back there, and and you know he asked them to make a dish. And the thing he did different, he went and put it in a takeout container, because he realized now at curbside people have to travel with their food. And then he made the chef eat it after 20 minutes and it was terrible because it sat in a container for 20 minutes. And so they went and adjusted all the recipes and they Mm -hmm. redid the menu and then they put it back in a container afterwards and had them taste it afterwards. And it was fabulous. So, 
you know, that's a really good example, just a general general example of another industry that's doing things differently. Right. Um, in our own, what we did, um, one of the one of the key challenges is actually identifying somebody's identity and verifying their ID. Um, it's an actual requirement for uh, transacting real estate in Canada. And so when when COVID happened, we embedded into our software features that would allow our software to I, uh, ensure that the ID that they were using was actually an ID. Right. And we were able to take a selfie of them to ensure that they're that they were who they said they were. And that eliminated or helped to facilitate a sale without um, without being in contact with with uh, with the actual customer. And it allowed real estate to transact, which was which is a great adaption. With it, which is very innovative. I feel it's very safe and in terms of, you know, the security aspect of it. Yeah. But Rick, on a final note, can you share your key advice to entrepreneurs during these challenging times? Like, what do you think? Yeah, so so similar to kind of the last point, I think um, that one of the biggest things is communication. You have to have open communication uh, with your clients, with your customers, and with your staff. Um, and in all cases, you have to be able to recognize their needs, and you need to be able to move forward to implement things quickly. Um, when when things are moving around a lot, I think that's a really really um, a key thing. Um, just in general entrepreneurship, I think one of the biggest things is you have to you have to network you have to be out there and again in these times there's still opportunities to be out networking you have to continue to go about doing that it's a really important thing mm-hmm. um and the other thing is you have to surround yourself with really good people um you know i'm, I'm fortunate to have rob as a partner um we're great to balance things off each other uh, we're also great to balance each other out so you know there's times when you get in your head and you have things going on and when you have somebody close who can kind of point that out and and call you on it it gets you to get you unstuck essentially right and you can uh-huh. move forward and it's important and the other thing i value a lot is really um, people who don't see things the way i see them um our sales manager for example she's fabulous but we just don't think the same way we don't see things the same way but her perspective helps me to, to get rid of my blind spots because right. I wouldn't ever think of it things the way that, that, that she thinks about them. And, you know, finally, you know, it's always great to have a mentor. Um, somebody who's outside of your circle, somebody who doesn't really necessarily understand your business, but who can give you a completely objective opinion about, about you know, what you're up to and how you're going about things because they're going to point things out that you would certainly never considered. Right. So, so that's another really, a really important thing I would say too. Absolutely. No, you have a, you have an insight, which is leading a change in, you know, in the prop tech sector, but thank you so much for joining us, Rick. It was great pleasure to chat with you today and knowing more about you and about Sailfish. Uh, we hope to get, you know, in touch with you and Rob together sometimes <laughs> just to do a, like a three-way podcast, cool. but thank you so much. That's great. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was fun.